Got up a little while ago. I feel like I'm hungover. Like I have a headache, like a hangover. So I'm guessing I did not drink enough water yesterday. My bad. I will try to fix that for today. But this morning's a little rough. I didn't even get to go for a walk. But it's all good. I'm going to go back to the conference today and hopefully learn new things. I'll be honest that, um, I don't know if it's because I'm in one of Tony's classes already or I've had so much like exposure to his thinking throughout. I felt like a lot of what he covered yesterday I'd heard before or that maybe I'm just in a different position in life. Like I could see the value. I can't wait to see what's going to happen the next couple days. I'm definitely open-minded and I think he's not doing the talking today if I heard right at 11 o'clock last night um so we'll see what other what other information gets put out there but as I reflect back on yesterday and and we do breakout rooms in these events just like in my classes and it's a great opportunity to meet new people what I what I learned yesterday though about myself and this isn't a, this is nothing but more than just about me, is I don't want to say I knew. Like yesterday's big focus was on this breakthrough and changing our thinking and, and aligning like our future values with maybe we focused on, a, on other things in the past, but what do we want to focus on? He called it... Um, needs, human needs, or human, I think it was basic human needs. And I, I'm already very clear about what the rest of my life needs to look like as far as these needs go. I, it, it's way different than it used to be three or four years ago. It's even more different, I would say, the last year. So... I feel like I've already had my breakthrough last year. And that's, again, coming from a place of gratitude, not um, not like closed-minded, I have nothing to learn. That's not what I mean at all. I just feel like my path is so clear. Like I feel I'm going to get a little crazy here because I don't generally talk this way, but... I don't think that no kidding was completely my idea. I don't think the evolution of it, like when I first dreamt it, it came from a selfish place in that Orlando pool of, I wanted to go somewhere where there's no kids and have fun, but it continues to evolve and get more and more incorporated into my recovery and into how I'm going to help the world and help the recovery community and help change things and advocate for gambling, not being referred to as the hidden illness anymore. Like I, the clarity has come so much the last year and a half that I feel like I'm, I'm 
I should be like in Tony Robbins honors class instead of basic 101. I don't know if that makes any sense. But um, again, coming from a place of gratitude and hopefully I could just learn other things that I don't know about myself for the remainder of, of the next few days. It's exciting either way. And I love breakout rooms. They're my favorite part of my weekly trainings. Just getting to meet people from all over the world. There was someone I was on yesterday with from, she was in Uruguay and she had her whole family in the room. It was really cute. There was someone else I met that lives in North Carolina, but she's originally from Egypt. I love how, you know, we can bitch about Corona and and being stuck and, and not really being able to travel and, you know, because like when I went to Asia, I made friends with Rat and I made friends with Meow and uh, the little lady in the Cambodian store. I don't remember her name, but like we're friends on Facebook and there's it's beautiful to have that face to face interaction. But I would never meet the amount of people with the such diversity as I am in these classes. So, so much gratitude for that. Just different walks of life. Actually, I met a lady last week, Monday. I guess, wow, the days are running together. I met this lady and I felt like, and and, and this is not the way to feel, by the way. It, it's not a, a good way to process information. And it was just old habits trying to sneak in. But I felt like I had no business um, saying that I've had struggles in life after listening to this lady. She survived um, a communist country. She survived. She was almost murdered, and and she talked the guy out of killing her through through the word of God. I mean, that was her tool, and now he's changed and is living a very um, God filled life and sharing the message. But the the struggles that that some of these people have gone through, like. And I feel like through no choice of their own, like I feel like gambling, I kind of had a choice in as composed as opposed to living in a country that treats their citizens that way and that you could almost be murdered, you know, like there's a big freaking difference. But I'm glad that I have the opportunity to not be so ignorant about such things. So a lot of gra- gratitude this morning. Go figure and a lot of opportunity for me to grow just maybe in different ways than what the event is supposed to try to do, I guess. Okay, today's reading. Donald A. Tubesing, Tubesing says, You alone can get well, but you can't get well alone. Each of us is responsible for our own well-being. We cannot blame anyone else for the progress or lack of it, that we may experience in our efforts to change or to work a program of recovery. We alone are responsible. But being the sole owner of responsibility for our lives does not mean we play solo. We take responsibility for our own program of recovery, but link our spirits with others who also know how to recovery. How to recover. I guess I'll just make up letters. It's especially important in early recovery to be with those who know the ropes who have gained the spiritual peace to help. Wow, sorry. (laughs) It is especially important in early recovery to be with those who know the ropes, who have gained the spiritual peace we hope to attain. 
They can guide us, support us, laugh with us, and cry with us, and sometimes be firm with us when we need to be when we seem to be heading in the wrong way. All 12-step programs use the word we in each of the steps. Recovery is not lonely. It happens in a community with others. Today, give me the courage to join those who are in recovery. Help me see others in recovery as friends who know what I've been through and want to help me. Community is, as I was just saying, community in the class, but community as humans is important enough, but community in recovery, I often refer to the little subgroups that I'm in, like this online learning community, my Zumba community, and at group, we kind of joke and say we're in cults, you know, because I think if we were to look up the definition of cult, even though it has a derogatory uh, reputation, it's like all people believing in the same things and they have their own language and, you know, there's that kind of stuff. And I think recovery needs to be a cult on some level, whether you're following the rules of 12 steps or not. But being around like-minded people, especially those that have experience or have been there before, if we're open-minded enough to listen and learn from them, Wow, what a what a saver. I mean, here I am. I'm paying money for these classes of people who have already done their journeys in in you know, business things or coaching things. You know, I'm paying for somebody else's knowledge. And in recovery, we get that knowledge for free. You know, if we're connected and if we ask. And and I wouldn't say this without also mentioning we have to be open to listening. It doesn't work, you know, if we're just there and and we're judging or we're not listening and appreciating what we hear that might impact our journey. And also the firm part, you know, (laughs) I, I, I believe we all need a little bit of the firm part. In fact, it's part of my style. That may or may not work for everybody that I provide feedback to, but I'm honest. I, I I call bullshit when I see it. Now, if someone's not in a place to move forward or to deal with the bullshit, I, I can't really do anything about that. And I run the risk of people getting upset with me. But um, I just, I speak what I feel or what I think is best. And, and that's where everybody and their boundaries and and their perception you know, can take it or leave it. What just popped in my head as I was talking about this was um, Chuck, when he was getting ready to go away to treatment, or no, I think, I can't remember if it was before he went. Anyway, he was still gambling. So it had to be before he went to treatment because I don't think he's gambled since he got out. And he was talking with his attitude showing, like I, I could totally see it. It wasn't genuine interest in recovery. That wasn't his mindset. That wasn't what was showing up in group. And we talked after class and uh, or group. And I said, Chuck, like, are you ready to quit gambling? Do you want to quit gambling? He's no, Bobby, I don't think I do. And he was very honest with me, which I totally appreciate it. I said, then don't like 
go finish gambling, but don't come in here and act like don't try to do it for all of us. Like if you want to go gamble, go gamble. That's that's fine. But if you want to quit, we're here for you. But I kind of called bullshit on him because I didn't think it was, you know, when we're in group, obviously we take turns talking and, and working on stuff. But if you're there just for show, you're wasting the group's time. Maybe things will sink in. But like if you really know you're not even going to give it effort. If you're someone who doesn't like the light bulb hasn't turned on and you actually have that feeling where I do want to quit, but maybe maybe the addiction's still too strong over you. That's different. What I'm saying, I'm saying like, you know, like court court appointed meetings, for example. What how many of those people really would have went to a meeting? if they didn't have to have that piece of paper signed, you know, and hopefully it clicks for some people. But if I was to guess, I would imagine that the numbers are pretty low in success rate from forcing people to go to meetings in that environment. Anyway, I digressed again. What else is new? The moral of the story is community, whether, whether it's 12 step, whether it's, Maybe you have friends that are ex-gamblers as well, or even like there's correlations. There's someone in our family that um, has a lot of years, I think over, it might be 12, like I feel like it was 10 a couple years ago or more. Anyway, double digit time in alcohol, in Alcohol Anonymous. And he's someone I can go to and talk about recovery stuff even though mine is gambling and his is alcohol at the time I was still drinking probably and I'm still um, I know my alcohol free life is better but I'm still not going to commit to anyone that this is a forever thing we'll see I, I definitely miss it but I don't know that I miss it enough to put myself at risk anyway still on the on the fence about all that but um, there's correlations just based on the fact that they're addictions. And that's why I keep saying it's an addictude because how addicts think and behave is different than how non-addicts think and behave overall. Don't get me wrong. There's people who aren't addicted to things that could still show up with those addictude asshole tendencies. My little opinion here. So I know when I'm acting with addictude, I am an asshole generally. Okay, beautiful people, uh, the show starts in 15 minutes. I'm not even dressed or anything, so I am going to run. I hopefully will be back tonight to fill you in on whatever happens today. I hope the aspirin kick in. <laughs> All right, have a good day, beautiful people. Oh, yeah, TGIF. 